Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I don't think I'm ready. Nobody's ever ready. Not for what we do. Attention, nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello, nurses. This is Wacko from Animaniacs, and you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show. You know why? Because you're smart. See you later. And welcome to episode 470. Yes, you smart individual, you. You Einstein, you Stephen Hawking, you Data, you Spock. Uh, the robot from Lost in Space. Uh, let's see, who else can we have? Jarvis from Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. And Sheldon. From the Big Bang Theory. I think that covers all the smart ones, right? Mm-hmm. In a positive smart way. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have some bad smart ones like, you know, Brainiac. Mm. Unless it's Brainiac 5, Kimmy. Because Brainiac 5 was good. Oh? Yes, Brainiac 5 is from the League or the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. He's a, I guess you could say relative of Brainiac, but he's a good Brainiac. Mm. Not a bad one. And he would encounter Superboy or Superboy would encounter him and... They would become friends and, you know, that whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah, And it's kind of referenced to, by the way, in Smallville. Remember that? Because Brainiac comes back to in time because he went with the League or the Legion of Superheroes and then comes back in that one episode. And it's what a, a homecoming episode between Clark and Lois. And they're back to the high school that she only went to for about a month or two. And nobody remembers her at all. And everybody remembers Clark. And then Brainiac shows up and takes him out of there. He freezes time for a little bit. Remember that? Yeah, oh boy, Kimmy. Kimmy's following along on this nerd moment. Anyhow, if you've just joined the Riley and Kimmy show for the very first time, that this right here is basically what the show is all about. Nerd things, pop culture, escapism. We are the rabbit hole to Alice in Wonderland. You know, you just dive down that, that rabbit hole and get away. And that's what you do with the Riley and Kimmy show. And Kimmy is all nerded up for this episode, correct? Mm-hmm. We have a wide range of things to talk about. There was a release of a certain movie trailer we're going to talk about that made some nerds cry, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made some uh, friends of the Riley and Kimmy show tear up and just uh, cry like little kids. And I think it even did you because I played it for you and I think you started crying. I will get to that. That's on the way. And we're also going to go back in time, a little time travel we have on the way. And a certain television network is going to... Uh, revisit a classic episode when it was done they didn't call it cosplay but a certain big time personality was one of the i'd say first personalities to be cosplaying in america Mm. and we'll be talking about that coming up here on the riley and kimmy show but right now it's time for us to talk about my favorite subject matter or well real close it's it's on the list of maybe a hundred favorite subjects that i have and it revolves around a certain thing. Over here is my comic book collection. Feel free to browse. There's a box of disposable reading gloves on the nightstand. Yes, we're going to talk about comic books and comic book artists. And a combination of those things can be found coming up this Saturday if you are in the Orlando area. Yeah, if you're in the Orlando area and act, a big activity going on with a local artist who is a near and dear friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. He is extremely talented and I feel very fortunate to call him friend. 
He's also the individual who, uh, and by the way, I'm not calling him a friend because of this. He was a friend of ours before this part. Uh, he designed the Riley and Kimmy Show logo. Mm-hmm. And that artist is Sean Surface. Now, Sean has a new comic book coming out called Mandy, and I believe he has another project, too, in the wings. Mandy will be coming around real soon, not like this week or weekend, but real soon. And you can see some samples of Mandy at Coliseum of Comics in Kissimmee, Florida. It's an event going on called Tabletop Day. Now, the store actually opens up if you want to get there early on Saturday and, you know, you know, claim a spot, a place, whatever. Opens up at 10 o'clock, but the activity of Tabletop Day, which includes Sean Surface, who will be there, starts at 11, and he and Tabletop Day go on until 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of chances, a lot of time to stop on by. And what is going on with Sean? He will be on hand selling and signing comics. Uh, he has full color prints of his art, and he's also doing custom character sketches of your favorite heroes or villains, if you're one of those. Mm-hmm. And his work is just plain gorgeous. And yes. yeah, you, you, you can grab something from DC, Marvel, you know, maybe do a mashup, mm-hmm. you know, DC and Marvel thing. Uh, even independent, I'm sure he can he can do as well. This would make some excellent gifts. For some individuals, maybe. Maybe a graduation gift for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, Could be kind of unique there, right? And the place to check this out at is Coliseum of Comics in Kissimmee, Florida. We have never been there. You know that, Kimmy? No, we haven't. We've been to some other Coliseums because they have a chain of those in Mm -hmm. Central Florida. We've been to others, but we've never been to this one. And I know uh, Sean is uh, a big fan of uh, this store, so it'll be kind of fun to be checking out this uh, new comic book store. I love comic book stores. It'll be an adventure. It will be, and Sean will make it so. So stop on by, say hi to Sean, do even better than that, get a print, get a sketch. You'll be Mm -hmm. glad you did. And we have links right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Now, before we sat down for episode 470 to record it, quite a bit before, I mean, because the nerd world is afire right now because of a certain movie trailer that was released, and I'm not talking about the Batman versus Superman teaser. It it came out, I think it was yesterday, or when 469 was done. Maybe 468 even. And it had a little bit of buzz to it, but it was more, it was more shadows, if you will, of really anything. They just showed the costumes, Superman's, and a hint of Batman's, and not much else hmm. with it. And I mean, it was definitely a teaser. Now, as we record 470, there are some sources that claim that the full trailer that's supposed to be coming out in a little bit has already hit the the web, the online sources. But we checked before sitting down with 470 and those links are dead. So if Warner Brothers has grabbed them, stopped them, uh, they're not airing at the moment as we record 470. I When I initially saw the story being broke that, you know, the Batman versus Superman full trailer was released. I thought maybe, or it said leaked, I thought maybe perhaps somebody, uh, you know, in Warner Brothers was kind of smart and decided just to kind of leak it, wink, wink, to get buzz with it to deflate a little bit or detract a little bit from Star Wars. Don't know. Since those links aren't hot, I would say probably not. Force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. 
you have that power too. Yes, the brand new trailer of uh, The Force Awakens Star Wars. Let's just ask Kimmy, first of all, what did you think of this trailer? Wow. Um, wow. You actually, it was, I was speechless. It's actually one of the few times you've watched a trailer with me more than once in a sitting. You mm-hmm. actually went through mm-hmm. me, you know, because I'd seen it. I've probably seen it right now if I'm doing a count 12 times, okay, since when mm-hmm. I first got a hold of it, mm-hmm. maybe even more, I have seen it. And, you know, because, you know, I watched it when it was released, and then I know some of my friends won't out them. You know, they're posting, this is making me cry and things like that. And I'd already seen it maybe two, three times then. Cause, and I was looking at it from, a, you know, just a, analyzing it and comparing it in my head to the last three Star Wars movies that came out. And to be honest, I don't remember that kind of feeling with those trailers. Yeah. You know, to me, this uh, was reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. when, I, when I saw it as, as a, a young guy. You know, I remember, actually, I remember in Chicagoland... Uh, the first source, to my knowledge, at least I had access to, to see the Empire Strikes Back trailer was on Ray Rayner's show. Okay. And Ray Rayner debuted it in Chicagoland, to my knowledge. Mm. I skipped out of school just to see that trailer. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I was, and I, a matter of fact, I recorded it, which you should not do. And, but back then, I recorded it on a crude uh, well, actually, it was on Super 8 I recorded it. I had black and white videotape capability at that time period because I was experimenting with stop motion animation. But I actually recorded it on Super 8 just so I could watch it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how much of a nerd I was with it. But I remember that. And I was, oh, I was so psyched seeing that thing and could not wait. And this it has that same kind of feeling to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we have a breakdown, by the way. Because of what culture they have. Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer. 26 things you must see in trailer number two here. And I'm not going to go through what they are. If you're curious about those, go right to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. We have the entire list right there at your disposal. Now, one thing I've noticed on like that list and others and my nerd friends, and I got quite a few nerd friends, and them, you know, chitter-chattering about the, the trailer and dissecting, if you will, is one thing that I think all of them... Now, maybe somebody's picked up on this by now. One of the one thing they've missed is this right here. The force is strong in my family. My father has it. My father has it. Not my father had it. Now, as a question, is he, because, you know, his father is active in spirit form, is that why he, you know, sort of like what Yoda became and he became, we saw in the conclusion of, uh, you know, with the Ewok thing at the, the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Is that it or not? Is his father back in some way? And did somebody resurrect Darth Vader? Has he become Darth Vader? Is he becoming Darth Vader? If you'll notice, when he, most assume it's he, touches R2-D2, it is a complete mechanical hand unlike the hand that he had in empire strikes back at the end hmm. so hmm makes us wonder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is going on there yeah i noticed that too i know you did and my favorite well there's so many favorites i love you know uh hamill voicing it and those scenes but my favorite scene of course is this one chewy we're home <laughs> And for those that miss it, that is a Millennium Falcon. 
mm-hmm. that they're on. That's what head nerds say. They've been debating that one for hours now before sitting down with 470. <laughs> but I instantly thought, yeah, Millennium Falcon. They're on the Millennium Falcon. Right? Uh-huh. And others have been, you know, oh, what is that? You know, and, and if you have a sharp eye and you notice that the opening scene, uh, the desert-like scene where they're going, speeding across, that is not Luke's and Anakin's home world. And if you'll notice, there is a Star Cruiser destroyer in the background. Kimmy did not catch that at first. Mm-mm. It kind of looks like in the mountains, like a mountain range thing, uh-huh. but it is not. Obviously, there's been a wreck. Now, you don't know if it's from 30 years before or or when. So a lot of things going on with that trailer in case you missed it. And you want to be lazy? That's okay with us. Go right to our website, RileyandKimmy.com. We have the trailer right there for you to view. By the way, speaking of Star Wars, we have a very good friend of ours, um, Greg, who is right now at Star Wars Celebration, Kimmy. Mm, and, I know. And I wish he'd call in with a report, but I know he is so Busy. I don't know if you've been seeing. I don't some blame of, him. If you've been seeing, yeah. Well, he just doesn't like us that much. Anyhow, <laughs> no, I know he's busy. And he, as he uh, posted, you know, uh, uh, Disney and Lucas are taking all his money. Uh huh. And I don't know if he has done this, but you know, some autographs are available at Star Wars Celebration. Now we know this, Kimmy and I, because Star Wars Celebration has been held in Orlando before, mm-hmm. and we've been there. Now I'm going to say something. Some of these prices that I'm going to mention, some people go, oh, wow, those are out of hand. They're actually not any different than they were at the last Star Wars celebration to my in my memory, okay? And they're a little higher. Some of the people are a little higher than they would be maybe at a convention like Megacon if they made an appearance, but not necessarily, okay? Here we go. How much would you pay for a chance to get an autograph from your Star Wars idol? Oh, that's according to Yahoo Movies. Now, for attendees at Anaheim Star Wars Celebration, the chance to get a signature from Mark Hamill at the show costs how much, Kimmy? Uh, $150. $125, which I think was about what it was in Orlando a number of years ago. Might have been, yeah. Now, Carrie Fisher, how much do you think? 80 70 See? You'd be saving money. Okay. You'd be happy. Anthony Daniels? 50 Bingo. Right on the mark. Peter Mayhew? 40 He's 50 Okay. So, and to me, a little more than he would be like if he was at Megacon. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not I'm not 100% on that one. Now, it's not just big names who are offering signatures. John Morton, who played an X-Wing pilot in The Empire Strikes Back, will give you an autograph for $20. Now, the guy who sculpted the Stormtrooper armor for the original movie, although the helmet was sculpted by another artist, will sign for 20 bucks as well. Now, the autograph of visual effect artist Lauren Peterson, meanwhile, will cost $30. Outside of Hamill, the most expensive autograph for the show is the guy who played the Emperor, Senator Palpatine. He's going for how much, Kimmy? Uh, 130. Let's see. Mark Hamill's 125. He's a little less than Mark Hamill. 100. Yeah, you're close enough. 90. Also available at the celebration, the chance to have your photo taken with the Star Wars cast. Now, depending on who you want to appear with, it might be more economical than an autograph. That's something Kimmy and I found out, too. I actually like autographs. I mean, I like photos generally more than an autograph. Mm-hmm. If I have to choose between the two because, you know, don't want to spend a lot of money at the whatever show or I have to budgetize. Now, Mark Hamill charges 108 per photo. Is that about what it was before? That could have been. That was totally all worth every single penny oh, of yes. it. One of the nicest uh, celebrities I've ever met oh, in my he life. Was, he was so warm and friendly. Yes. And I would do it again. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, Carrie Fisher's price, how much? Photo. Uh, 
75. Uh, you're right. $76. Now, for the very first time, they've offered the opportunity to have her and Mark Hamill together. Mm. Now, you can get a photo with the two of them for how much, Kimmy? Both of them. Okay. And let's see, Ray Park, who played Darth Maul, $44 for a photo. Okay. That's not bad, actually. But the real draw might be a chance to get a picture taken with Billy D. Williams. How much with Billy D. Williams? Lando Calrissian. 85. 54. Okay. See? You should be at the celebration. You'd be happy. You'd be saving money. Uh, That's not saying that I would pay... For those, all those photos. I think the only one I would absolutely want to get is, well, Palpatine too. But of course, Hamill and Palpatine. Yeah. I'd those prob- are the two I'd want. And I'd probably get an autograph for Hamill now. Yeah. I, I think I would. Yeah. And, you know, Greg, if you want to get Patrick Riley a gift, um, any one of those things will do. <laughs> Not a photo with you, though. You know, the autograph thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. We'll take an autograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not the guy who sculpted the armor. Okay, <laughs> no offense to that. Actually, I'm I'm envious of Greg. Uh, he spent time at the uh, Batman Museum the other day mm. and got pictures with all the bat cows mm. and the Batmobiles. And uh, he's just a he's a crazy nerd, and, and I, I I like him dearly. I'm glad uh, to call him a friend as well. Now, moving over to a different form of nerdism, something that makes me very happy, and it revolves around the world of cosplay in a very bizarre way. Now. Can you think of what personality a long time ago cosplayed once? I'm going to give you the year 1950s. Actually, 1957. I bet it's Lucy. You think it's Lucy? The redhead? The crazy, The crazy redhead? Mm-hmm. Mommy! What, dear? Can Superman come to my birthday party Saturday? <laughs> Superman, come to your birthday party? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, honey. But I'll tell you what, if you're a good boy, I'll take you down to Macy's to see him, huh? Oh, boy! <laughs> Come on, Ricky! Well, the whole episode revolves really around that right there, does it not, Kimmy? Uh-huh. Now, in an effort to draw viewers hankering for nostalgia, CBS Television will broadcast two colorized versions of the I Love Lucy show starting at 8 p.m. on May 17th. Now, the one-hour special of the classic sitcom will have, of course, Lucy and Desi Arnaz as Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. They feature the episode L.A. at Last, which is actually probably my number two favorite because William Holden is in it, and William Holden ends up being harassed, bothered, uh, subjected to Lucy. Hmm. I love that episode. It is extremely fun. And the other one, the final one that they're going to show, is Lucy and Superman. To me, that's a very special episode. You got two very hot programs at the same time that actually, you know, mashed up. Lucy, extremely popular, and Superman with George Reeves at its height, the two of them together, which is kind of interesting. At the time period when George Reeves appears on that show, The Adventures of Superman, the TV show, is color. Didn't start out color. It was black and white. But I Love Lucy is black and white Hmm. at this time period. Now, this episode first aired in 1957 and follows the trials of scheduling a kid's birthday party. And actually, George Reeves shows up in it. And the premise, 
be real quick. Lucy wants him there. Ask Ricky to get him because he's appearing in New York. He's going to be at Macy's, which is a reference at the opening of the episode. And Ricky just will not do it. Either, either cannot, will not, more like will not do it. He will not, you know, infringe and do that. Well, she decides that she can cosplay as Superman and make an appearance at this birthday party. Problem is, they live on the third floor, and she decides that she can crawl out of an empty apartment and go on the ledge and go to their apartment and come in through the window and be Superman. The costume she has, oh boy, is <laughs> the best thing I could say, right? Mm-hmm. It, uh, it actually looks like one of the Riley and Kimmy shows costumes, I have mm-hmm. to say. You know, she gives a run for our title of uh, the worst cosplayer on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, she has a big heart. She's trying. That's all that matters, right? Right. Well, she gets stuck. That's the best way to put it. Outside, can't enter the party. And, you know, Ricky, he brings Superman to the birthday party. He had a change of heart, decides to do it. Kids are all happy. And then they realize Lucy is not there. And Ethel goes, she's outside. And then Ricky goes out pokes his head out and there she is trapped <laughs> on the ledge and little Ricky says Superman should rescue mommy and Superman goes to rescue her does so and then finds out that they've been married Lucy and Ricky for 15 years and then the classic line which holds to this day to me is priceless and it's just George Reeves being remarkable he's he was really un- underrated in my opinion and I will always remember this episode and especially his delivery of this line. Of all the crazy things that you've done in the 15 years that we've been married, this has been Do you mean to say that you've been married to her for 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. And they call me Superman. <laughs> and that's where the show ends. It's classic. And to me, that is George Reeves forever. Uh, right there. And the two icons of the 50s together, Lucy and he. It's a fantastic episode. And by the way, it, and I hope that you will set your you know DVRs to record that one. Now, the one thing I have as a little bit of an issue is the episode was not in color. Neither one was. And they have colorized it. Mm. But the still I have seen uh, of the colorization, you can see it on our uh, social media page, right through our website at RileyandKimmy.com. It, at least the still looks very good. Okay. It, it it's vivid and bright like Technicolor. Uh-huh. Um, but I do have issues with that because the show was shot black and white, and it was shot when you shoot black and white. It's a little different than color. There's certain things that you do for shadowing and effects and whatnot. So I don't know how it's going to transfer. You know, if it will. I mean, maybe to some real video files, they will notice. You know that it's just kind of off for that. But I guess there's a positive thing. It will open up a generation to Lucy that would never watch it. One reason it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And so I hope they see this and enjoy that. And by the way, The Adventures of Superman with George Reeves airs on MeTV. You can check out their uh, network and their schedule and find those. And all, oh, by the way, those uh, discs of The Adventures of Superman are all available. Uh, they've been put on uh, DVD a long time ago. And you can check those out. Great for uh, little ones to watch. Now, if you love Lucy, Lucy was big in the old time radio days. Actually, that show, I Love Lucy, was on old time radio. The whole thing was in a... And, but it was a little bit different. How it was different, first of all, it was called My Favorite Husband, and it did not star Desi Arnaz. It had another actor who played her husband. But it's basically the same show, the same concept. And it's so much so, you can say, when she was offered to take that TV, uh, that radio show and move it over to the TV in 1950. The program started in the 40s. Uh, and they had like 125 episodes. That's how you know popular it was. It was continual. Um, she said, sure, but I want Desi with me. Network said, no way, don't want him. And she said, you want me? Desi goes. 
She took the show literally on the road, played it in clubs with him, Scripps, and convinced the network that that show would work, that America would accept it. Because the, the network had issues with the, you know, the multiracial couple thing. They didn't think Mid-America could handle that. They thought there would be issues, mm. okay? So they were like, yeah, it's not going to play there. And But it did. And so she proved them wrong, and the show was a big hit. One of the reasons it was a big hit, the writers, the three main writers from that radio show, she brought along. And the scripts that were done on the radio show, a lot of them were retooled for television. So we owe My Favorite Husband for the I Love Lucy show. Okay. So if you love I Love Lucy, and we do, and we thought with a Flashback Friday episode, we go back in time a little bit. We go back to 1950, to the golden age of radio, old-time radio, OTR as it's called to the collectors, to the hobbyists, and play an episode of Lucy's My Favorite Husband. Here's the episode. It's titled Spring Cleaning from April 30th, 1950 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. <laughs> yes, it's the Gay Family series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Transcribed and brought to you by the Jello family of desserts. J E Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sir. And now, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's a beautiful spring day, and Liz is just going into the kitchen to talk to Katie, the maid. Oh, Katie. Yes, Mrs. Cooper. Katie, I've been talking to Mr. Cooper about a raise for you. Uh-oh. What kind of an uh-oh is that? Oh, whenever you want me to do something I won't like, you dangle a raise in front of me. Oh, I was hoping you'd forget. You've got a memory like an elephant. I guess it comes from working for peanuts. <laughs> Pardon me, Mrs. Cooper, I didn't That's mean... okay, Katie, but I'm serious about the raise. Now, you deserve it, and I don't want anything from you. You don't want anything? Well, hardly anything. Let's have it. Well, this is the day we decided to do the spring cleaning, remember? Oh, that's funny. I'd forgotten all about it. Oh, come now, Jumbo. <laughs> I'll make a deal with you. You forget about spring house cleaning, and I'll forget about the raise. Oh, I can't, Katie, but don't worry. It isn't going to be half as hard this year. Why not? I know where I can get you an extra pair of strong arms. Won't it make my shoulders too crowded? <laughs> no, Katie. I mean, George is going to help us. He is? When did he say that? As soon as I tell him about it. <laughs> I thought so. Well, this year I'm going to put my foot down, and George is going to help. Last year, who did all the heavy work? I did. <laughs> who waxed all the floors and washed all the windows? I did. Who carried the trunks up to the attic and repainted the lawn furniture? 
I did. I did everything. Darn right, and I'm getting sick and tired of it. <laughs> An old elephant thanks you. When you die, just leave me your tusks. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, I've been married five times, and I know there's only one good way to get a man to help with the spring cleaning. Shame him into it. Shame him into it? Yes. If he comes home and sees you carrying things that are too heavy for you and just working like a horse, he'll offer to help you. Oh, Katie, that's a wonderful idea. George will be home any minute. Help me get the piano up on my back. <laughs> Come in. Oh, pardon me, sir. Oh, George, boy, glad you came in. I wanted to tell you I won't be able to make our golf date this afternoon. Uh, business. Oh, well, I'll find something to do. Uh, Why don't you just stay here and dictate to your new secretary, Gladys? Mm -hmm. That's what I came to see you about, sir. I'll have to do something about her. Sounds like you already have. From what I hear, Gladys is sweet on you. Well, she certainly has no reason to be. Oh, uh, and do you know what she calls you in front of the other girls? No, and I'm not interested. Yeah, you never... Okay, okay, boy. I won't force it on you. What's she call me? <laughs> she calls you... <laughs> Cuddles Cooper. <laughs> you sly devil, you. <laughs> All right, that's very funny, but but I'm not getting my work done. Can't you transfer Gladys and get me someone else? Oh, now, give her a chance. George, she's young. Why don't you have a talk with her? Well, how can I? She comes into the office and sits there looking at me like a cocker spaniel. What can I say to her? Have you tried, here, Gladys, here, Gladys? <laughs> Look at this note she left on my desk. Oh, let's see. Oh, what a lucky girl am I who wouldn't like to be me, who wouldn't like to have a boss so handsome, blonde, and dreamy. Uh, You see what I mean? Now that I look at you, George, you are sort of dreamy. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Ratterbury. Are you going to give me another secretary or not? Well, I'll tell you what, George. Think it over. And if you still feel this way Monday, I'll find someone in the office who'll trade secretaries with you. Maybe Joe Ridgely. No, that'll be fine. Yes, I'm sorry about the golf game this afternoon. Oh, that's all right. I'm sort of tired anyway. It'll be nice to loll around the house all afternoon doing nothing. Eh, wish I could. Well, so long, cuddles. Ah. Mrs. Cooper, Mr. Cooper's coming up the walk. Okay, I just have to pick up this bucket here by the door. Oh, here, let me help you. You can't carry that big bucket of ashes by yourself. Oh, yes, I can. It's not heavy. See? But I don't Look, understand. Look, just because I want George to think it's heavy doesn't mean it has to be heavy. I filled it up with paper and just sprinkled an inch of ashes on the top. Oh, that's tricky. Oh, you'd be surprised how heavy it's going to be when George gets here. Hey, honey, I'm home. Oh, now it gets heavy. Uh, I'm in here, George. Oh, hi, Liz. <laughs> uh, hello, George. How are you? Hi, <laughs> there. What's new? Not much. 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> you uh, feel all right, Liz? Your your voice sounds funny. Oh, I'm all right. I'm just carrying these ashes outside. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't? No, you're able to spill ashes on the rug. <laughs> well, I should have known. Uh, should have known what? Should have known better than to be subtle. I thought if you saw me struggling with this heavy bucket of ashes, you'd leap up and help me. Well... Other men help their wives with the heavy work, and there's no reason why you shouldn't help with the spring house cleaning. Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt me to do a little work. That's right. Make excuses. Look, Liz, I said I'd be glad to help. So one time in the year when I asked you to do something around the house and... You did? Sure. <laughs> oh, uh... Hey, here, I'll take my coat off and tackle that can of ashes right now. Well, all right. Oh, no, George, I'll carry this. No, no, nonsense. It's much too heavy for you. Well, you can hardly lift it. Oh, but but I'd rather... I, Out I of the be... way. I'll show you how a man lifts a heavy thing like this. One, two, three. <laughs> what happened? Who hit me? Oh, where'd the can go? Oh, my, you're strong, George. Hmm. You tossed it clear across the room. Get up off the floor. What a dirty trick, filling the ash can with paper. Well, if you're going to play that way, you can do your own housework. Hello, Mr. Cooper. Hello. Well, what's wrong with him? Oh, my trick backfired. We just lost two strong arms. Oh, well... I've been cleaning out Mr. Cooper's den, and I don't know what to do with this box. What's in it? Oh, some old letters. They look like love letters to Mr. Cooper. Oh, well, ask him what he wants to do. Love letters to Mr. Cooper? I think so. It's a woman's handwriting in purple ink. Well, I'll ask him what oh, he wants. just wa a second, Katie. I'll take care of those. Here. You're not going to read them, are you? Of course not. Whatever gave you an idea like that? I don't know. Something about the way you picked that one up and opened the flap. <laughs> well, you're right. It's addressed to George, and I'm not going to read it. Good for you. Here, you read it to me. <laughs> what? Then if George asks me if I read it, I can say no with a clear conscience. Go ahead, Kitty. Let's see what George's correspondence sounded like in his dear old bachelor days. Well... <clears throat> Dear Coopy Whoopy. Oh. Although we have just met, I feel I've known you always. Now, there's an original thought. No matter where I go, I see your face before me. That's why I'm throwing myself at your feet. His face isn't that bad. <laughs> then it finishes up with a poem. If you want me to holler whoopee, then say you'll be my cupie coopie. Signed Droopy. No, it's signed Anxious. Well, there's a masterpiece of understatement. Are there any more from her, Katie? Oh, yes, there's a whole pile of them, but this is the best one of the bunch. <laughs> Why, Katie. Let me see the rest. Okay. It's this pile marked G.C. from E.E. E. 
Uh-oh. No, E-E. <laughs> Never mind, Katie. I just remembered who wrote that letter. Who? Shake hands with E.E., formerly anxious. <laughs> you wrote them? That's right. Boy, I, I really must have been anxious. I sent it special delivery. <laughs> well, I'll deliver it to the attic. Wait a minute, Katie. I know how I can get George into a good humor again. How? If I didn't remember that letter, George won't either. I'm going to seal it up and tell him it was just delivered. I'll pretend to be real jealous and think it's from another woman. You're playing with fire, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, don't be silly. You'll get a big kick out of it. It would be different if there was the slightest possibility of another woman, but not with George. Why, he's, he's just good old George. <laughs> he's a man, isn't he? <laughs> oh, Katie, you just stick around. This is going to be fun. Mrs. Cooper. Okay. George? George? Yes? Oh, there's a letter on the table. It just came. Mail? On Saturday afternoon? Yes, it's for you. It came special delivery. Why don't you open it and see who it's from? All right. Dear Coopy, whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, we just met. Who's it from, George? Uh, 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 the gas company. <laughs> oh, how come the gas company sends you a special delivery? You got bigger burners? <laughs> I, uh, uh, forgot to pay the bill. Oh, and they wrote to you in purple ink. George, are you and the gas company going steady? Look, let, let's just forget it, Liz. It's a bill. I'll take care of it. George, I'll bet that letter's from a girl. I told you it isn't. Now let me along. Well, you don't have to get huffy about it. For your information, that letter... Oh, is from me. Oh. oh, now, don't cry, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, Katie, there is another woman in George's life. You should have seen the guilty look on his face. But you wanted him to think it was from someone else. Sure, I wanted him to think it was from someone else. But he thinks it's from someone else. Well, no doubt spring house cleaning is sweeping the country right now, and every woman's as busy as a beaver. So here's a swell, time-saving tip. Delectable desserts made quick as a wink with Jell-O tapioca puddings. Sure, there's nothing to it, because Jell-O tapioca puddings are ready prepared. All you do is add milk, and they take about five minutes to cook in an ordinary saucepan. Nothing to go wrong. Here's a springtime charmer made with rich, distinctive Jell-O chocolate tapioca. You just prepare it as directed, then top each serving with pistachio cream, foamy whipped cream flavored with almond extract, tinted a gay green and sprinkled with pistachio nuts. You'll find this delicious new dessert featured in McCall's magazine for May. And you'll find that all three Jell-O tapioca puddings are a miracle of goodness, a marvel of speed. Jell-O chocolate, vanilla, and orange coconut tapioca. 
They'll show you why more women buy Jell-O puddings than any other prepared puddings in the world. That name Jell-O is a registered trademark of General Foods. J-E-L-L-O. And now back to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. As we return to the Coopers, Liz is burning up about the supposed other woman in George's life. She gave George an old love letter she wrote, and he mistakenly thought it was from his new secretary who has a silly crush on him. Well, right now, George has shut himself in the den to use the phone. Hello? Hello, Mr. Atterbury. This is George Cooper. Uh, yes, Cuddles? <laughs> I'm not Cuddles. I'm Coopy Whoopy now. Well... What can Uncle Woodolph do for you? <laughs> Uncle Woodolph can look for a new vice president if he doesn't get me a new secretary. Gladys just sent me a mushy letter, special delivery. Did she use bank stamps? <laughs> How should I know? The point is, I'm liable to get into trouble unless I get a new secretary. I don't want to go through the whole mess of trying to explain to Liz that this is innocent. She's... Suspicious already. I give my eye teeth to know who he's talking to on the phone in there. Do you suppose it's her? Her who? You know her who? Her. <laughs> Why did he close the door? There's always the keyhole. Oh, Katie, do you think I'd stoop to listening at the keyhole? Yes. You're right. <laughs> but the darn key's in it, and you can't hear a thing. I can't just open the door and listen. That would be eavesdropping. We have to have a reason. Come on, give me a reason. It's pretty hot in there. Do you think he needs air? No, it's got to be better than... I know. Of course, the dog's in there and wants out. Quiet now. Here, boy. Here, boy. Uh, Mrs. Cooper. What? I just thought of something. What? You don't have a dog. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, I already have the door open. No use closing it now, is there? Frankly, Mr. Atterbury, the situation is getting out of hand. Oh, he's telling Mr. Atterbury all about it. You see, I'm pretty sure Liz already suspects something's going on, so there's just one thing to do. I'm going to get rid of her. <laughs> He's going to get rid of me. Oh, no. I'd like to make it as painless as possible. <laughs> First thing Monday morning, I'll ask her to leave. Well, at least there won't be any bloodshed. <laughs> now, well, I'll tell her you arranged for a transfer. Transfer? <laughs> what does he expect me to do, go to Reno on a streetcar? <laughs> That's right. Joe Ridgely can have her, and I'll take his. He's going to trade me in on a later model. <laughs> there must be some explanation. Shh. All right, Mr. Atterbury. I'll call Gladys right now and tell her I'm going to make the change. Gladys? <gasps> yes, I have her number upstairs in my wallet. Yeah, well, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. 
Get out of the way, Katie. Here he comes. Get out of the way. I can't. My apron's caught on the doorknob. Here, take what's left of it and start dusting. I'll be reading a book. Oh. Oh, hi, George. I didn't know you were in there. You didn't? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I just reading a book. Oh, to uh, improve your vocabulary? Yes, I'm improving my vocabulary. <laughs> well, you certainly picked the right book for it. Uh, yes, this man writes well. Uh, you ought to read this book sometime. It's called, um, The Dictionary. <laughs> oh, Webster's one of my favorite writers. Uh, well, you see, I have yeah, Well, be... tell me later. There's something important I have to take care of right now. Come on, Katie. He'll be back in, when he gets that phone number. Come on, where? We're going to hide in the den and listen while George talks to that, that Gladys. We're going to hide? Yes, you're going to be my witness. Witness for what? Well, I don't know, but it's always a good idea. Come on. <laughs> now, now, we'll hide in the... Oh, gee, there isn't any place. Oh, I hear him coming. Quick, into the closet. No. Yes! <laughs> oh, gee, it's dark in here. Are you comfortable, Katie? As comfortable as anyone can be who's straddling a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh, dear. Can you hold out for a minute? Oh, it's all right, Mrs. Cooper. I used to have a boyfriend who owned a motorcycle. <laughs> Gee, I wish he'd hurry up. It's so dusty in here. <gasps> 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 He's calling Gladys. Hello, Gladys? This is Cuddles. I may be sick. I'm sorry to bother you at home, Gladys, but I can't go on like this. The beast. I've decided to do something about it, Gladys. That's exactly what I've decided. Here it comes. Well, in, in a way, I'll be sorry to lose you. She didn't last as long as I did. Well, I'll admit you did have the makings of a good secretary, but you don't seem to realize that I'm very much in love with my wife. He admits it. He admits he's in love with his wife. Hey, that's me. I don't care what they told you in business school. I love my wife. <laughs> Trust each other implicitly. Aww. She's charming and, and beautiful, and I'd be crazy to even look at another woman. Aww. Gee, did you hear that, Katie? He says, uh, uh, Oh, bless you, Gladys. <laughs> Because you sneeze. Oh? Oh, well, the operator must be listening in. <laughs> well, I think if you really understand the situation, I could give you another chance. Are you sure you do? Gee, he said I was charming and beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Katie, I was so wrong about everything. He mustn't ever find out I've been spying and suspicious. You promise? Can I have next Sunday off? Yes, yes. How about that raise? Oh, you blackmailer. Where's your sporting blood? <laughs> I promise my lips are sealed. Well, that's a much healthier attitude. 
As a matter of fact, Gladys, uh, I think it would help if you had a talk with Liz. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like her to meet you, too, if you're going to be my secretary. Oh, some other time, some other time. Now, wait. I'll call her to the phone. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Liz. Hey, Liz, where are you? Don't even breathe, Katie. Liz. I'm going to try something. Did you call me George? Yes, where are you? I'm up in the attic. Hey, you don't sound like you're up there. <laughs> well, go up and, I mean, come up and see. Come on down. I want you to... Oh, I'll come up. For a minute, I thought I was... <laughs> Liz? Katie? That, that sneeze came from the closet. Oh, quick, Katie. Plug the vacuum cleaner into the light switch. What for? Don't ask questions. Go ahead. Liz, what, what are you and Katie doing in the closet? Now, that's it, Katie. Get into every corner. We don't want any dirt in this house. Liz, will you please explain? Spring cleaning, George. Can't have dirty closets, you know. Don't forget the shelf, Katie. I'll get the floor. We'll mop up the side. Yes, Lucy. What's the score tonight? Tonight, Robert, you rescue a poor girl who has been shipwrecked on a desert island for seven years. I am that poor girl. I haven't seen a human being in seven years. I've come to rescue you. Look at me. I haven't seen a human being in seven years. What do I look like? That's a very good question. You're a mirage. I am not. Yes, you are. I'm a real, honest-to-goodness, red-blooded human man. Ooh. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm so happy to be rescued. It's so nice to have a man around the island. <laughs> well, let me tell you everything that's happened back home while you've been here. All right. But there's only one thing that's important. What is it? Do they still have... Yes. They do. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Tell me, is it still delicious, light, and tempting? Yes, and uh, and they still call it Jello Vanilla Tapioca Pudding. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> How about Jello Chocolate Tapioca? <laughs> well, it's so rich the kids say it's candy good. Oh, bless. 
Yes, ma'am, little heart. <laughs> and Jello orange coconut tapioca is a wonderful blend of refreshing orange and tropical coconut. Yes, and I'll bet they're still easy, too. And only take about five minutes to prepare. <laughs> Right, and I brought some with me. That should make you happy. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> then why are you crying? It's so nice to have a pudding around the eye. Oh, good. <laughs> Friends, the retailers of America have just celebrated a half century of progress, a half century of public service. And they've also just completed a week of outstanding cooperation with American businessmen to celebrate this significant milestone. Every one of us can be proud of the great material strides taken in the last several decades to double our output for every hour we work and increase our annual income. We've enjoyed a steadily rising standard of living as a nation, and we have preserved all of our precious hard-won freedoms. Yes, our American economic system has brought greater material means for happiness to more people than any other system the world has ever known. So, congratulations to the retailers of America for helping to boost the good things in our American way of life. Let's remember that the better we all produce, the better we all live. to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie, the maid, was played by Ruth Parrott. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L Listen again next Sunday at the same time to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.